hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. And here we go. Line ball to start this game. Jeremy Loblotsky and John Morassi teeing off on one another. Toporowski is just pounding away at Robinson. These, we said Toporowski, this is a guy who set a Western Hockey League record for 505 penalty minutes. Let's call it like it is. Toporowski's a boon. Getting closer. He reaches in a right back runner. He's not Dan Grafton. He's just fought. Still Grafton. Oh, my goodness. Scott Parker for the KO of Still Grafton. This is one of the best hockey fights we have seen in a long time. Vanderbush tells the linesman, get the heck out of my kitchen. All right, Victor. He absolutely decked Jim Crate with a wild right. A sheer stagger by a big left hand. All right, folks, after we've been rambling on here like a couple schoolgirls for the past couple hours, uh, I brought in the big guns. I'm normally on his show. I probably do his show more than I do my own at this point, but none other than Darren from the Fourth Line Voice. Darren, how you doing tonight? Hey, man. Good, good. You, yes, you actually, I think you do my show more than you do your own. Yeah. But hey, the tables have turned. Here I am in the uh, in the Five for Fighting uh, studios. Yeah. With well, your two hellhounds. The two hell. Yeah, before we got going, Gates and Ranger over there just fucking running amuck in here. We got Gates spilling my gallon jug. We got Ranger turning the TV up out in the living room. Just an absolute gong show to start the day off here. <laughs> Control your animals. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Fuck. Gates, that floppy-eared bastard. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, as folks who have followed the podcast on social media and, you know, have been up to the uh, up to date with the social media happenings, this episode is actually going to be about Enforcer Cinema. And uh, I know that, you know, people might know the big ones. And actually, I was telling Darren before we got going here, I actually got this idea from one of his posts. Somebody had commented something. Um, on it was I'm sure it was a fight picture or video that you posted about one of the documentaries. I was like, fuck, you know what? There's a lot of good documentaries out there. And I think there's some sleeper picks that people might not know about. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is. Uh, I mean, you know, you have your you have your big ones, right? That were, you know, on the Netflix and all that stuff. Right. But, uh, I think beforehand, uh, you know, there's some uh, uh, some some VHS classics that uh the the young the youngsters might not know about that uh i think we can uh we can hit them with today yeah exactly all the youngins out there um so when we go over this list folks basically we're just kind of going to give you the uh give you the rundown of what each movie's about you know how we liked it stuff like that uh this is in no particular order in terms of uh in terms of ranking i don't even know how many we have i just kind of have a list compiled together um, and actually, I got to add one more on there. Now that I'm thinking about it, so let me go ahead and do that. But just to be uh, just to be clear, this is in no no particular order in terms of um, you know ranking or anything like that. So I will say we will start off the bat with what our favorite ones are, anyways. Um, so I will go to Darren first. Darren, what if you had to pick a favorite Enforcer movie documentary of all time? What would you say yours is? Um. You know, I I I really really want to say the Chiefs movie, mm-hmm. but 
I think I'm actually going to say the Tough Guys documentary. Yeah. With Voss and Holiday and those guys. I think because at the time, it was really uh, cutting edge. Yeah. Because no one had really done that before when it came out. And I, I, for some reason, it came out on the... I don't know why. So it was late one night. It was on like on the travel channel. Or it was on some weird channel. And it was, and this is like 19, well, like, was it 98, 99? I think so. I think it was 98, 99, something like that. Yeah. Around there. And, it, <clears throat> and all of a sudden it's like, what is this? And it was like, uh, and of course it's Mike Clattenburg, the, the creator of trailer park boys. Yep. Is the guy that created this documentary. So before the trailer park boys, um, yeah, it was just a documentary in the Central League following these tough guys around. And, the, you know, they had them mic'd up and they were showing fights and it was just like, and the human side of it. And I was like, well, this is cool as shit. Like, what is this guy? I never knew what it was called. I remember I just saw it one night on like the Travel Channel. And then, you know, this is before YouTube. Yeah. And before like EVR and everything. So it was like, well, I don't know what that was, but. Okay, and then like years later on YouTube, oh, there it is. It shows up on YouTube. Oh, it's called Tough Guys. Oh, okay. Oh, this show. Yeah, this is really good. And watched it again. And I think it's on Paul's channel, the UK channel now. But uh, yeah, I think that that one was probably, I don't know, maybe it's just because the first one I saw like that, I guess. I don't know. Like obviously, you know, Last Gladiator, Ice Guardian. I mean, that's all 4K and all high depth and right. all this high tech shit. I mean, I think I, I just like the Tough Guys one just because it's so gritty and, you know, back in the day with probably camcorders and, you know, VHS, well, VHS, it would have been VHS copy and stuff like that. So, which is, you know, much more my speed, I guess, as an old timer. So, but uh, no, there's lots of good ones, but that one followed closely by, I think the Chiefs documentary was, uh, was a, was a solid, solid number two. Yeah, no, those are those are solid picks for sure. And you know, fun little Easter egg with that that Tough Guys documentary. I believe it's the episode with the uh, with the with the Sam Squanch when they first say the Sam Squanch and Trailer Park Boys when they go into a bub shed in there. They're, they're playing the documentary in there, um, so it's a little. Oh, are they? Yeah, it's a little Easter egg. Fuck, I'll have to get a, I'll have to take a little picture of it. Um, but yeah, fun fact, folks. There's a little Easter egg. I believe it's the Sam Squanch episode. Um, and of course, people people who don't listen to tra- or excuse me, don't watch Trailer Park Boys are probably like, what you know, what the fuck are these two talking about? Um, but yeah, don't so, kill it. Those things are worth money, Bubs. Yeah, yeah, Bubs. <laughs> I said there's no such thing as a Saskatchewan. You know, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> classic show uh but yeah so i believe it's in that episode i could be wrong but uh, i know i used to have a picture of it on my phone uh but yeah that one I, that's one of those ones you look into and they really kind of explain as to how the toughness in hockey and that enforcer role actually made hockey like kind of thrive in the south at the time because of course this was like the attitude era of the wwe and so that was huge at the time yeah. and people had thought about it like that but then they realized you know holy fuck like these guys are actually throwing punches at each other like this isn't you know staged like wrestling not that you know wrestling wasn't great back then but you know it's just when you see two guys going at it in sport in front of you it's different and i mean when you can do it for what fuck 15 dollars for two tickets and you know, a dollar beer night on a Wednesday. I mean, fuck, you know, no wonder it's going to grow. And it gave you just a really gritty, straightforward look into the, the role of a tough guy. There was no fluffing of, you know, anything happening there. Like we saw Curtis Voth get cut a couple times. You saw Brandon Christian get cut and it's not like, you know, some 
rainbows and unicorns happen afterwards. It's like, fuck, these guys are looking for a job still. And, you know, they can just, you know, even though they're fighting, they can just be gone just like that. So I love that documentary. It shows the, it shows the hard reality of what it used to be like back then. I don't think it's quite like that so much these days, of course, because you don't have Kevin Holiday trying to break a CHL fight record, which he goes for it in that, in that, uh, that documentary folks. And he breaks the single season record. I think it was, he still held that until the, that league dissolved, I believe. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I 45 mean, it, or 43. It, it, something. 40 something, anyway. Something ridiculous, but literally that was his sole goal, and he beat the record. Um, so, I mean, it's, uh, it's a really cool documentary. I, I highly encourage folks to check that one out. Yeah, and I think that's, and like, you're right, though. And, and I think that's, and it's really gritty, and the reality hits. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you said, Voth fighting with his coach there and all this, and you're like, you know, and even Christian fight with the coach. Like the coach is just giving mixed signals. Like, yeah, don't fight him. And meanwhile, he's getting punched in the face, looking at the bench. Like, what am I supposed to do? And then he finally snaps. And then they get mad that he fought. And it's like, and you're sitting there watching it like, well, what did you think he's, what, what, what can he do? He's getting punched in the face. And like, you feel sorry for these guys. Right. And it's yeah. just like, you know, you see what they're going through and they're, you know, you're not making any money. And it's just like, you know, how like pack it up a U-Haul and, you know, and the boss just has a kid just to, which looks hilarious now because on Facebook, because she's in college now, but in the movie, <laughs> she's like newborn, right? So right. it's just like, you know, and, uh, you know, and it's just, yeah, it's just, it's the gritty reality of low level minor league hockey. And it's like, yeah, and they show, yeah, holiday interview, he's got like the ice bag on his hand, and he's riding the bus on the bunk, and it's just like, and you're just thinking, holy shit, these guys are doing this for like 300 a week. Like, no way. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like a gritty reality, right? And it's just like, and, it, and he did a good job capturing it. Like, he, they didn't fluff it up and make it seem glamorous. They actually went the other way. They made it seem as, well, there's no glamour at all. It, right. It slaps you right in the face about how real this shit is. Well, yeah, they and, had. Uh, well, and what these guys had, go through. Yeah, they had LaForge come in there and he was just kind of yeah. like, yeah, fuck, I don't like, I'm not fighting anymore. Fuck that, you know? He's like, yep. you know, I had my time in the NHL. It's fucking done. Why would I fight? And he still has guys challenging him because, of course, he still made it. I mean, when you have that rep, your NHL tough guy at one point, guys are going to come after you no matter what. And you saw it in that documentary. I think he I think he ended up did having like one fight in that documentary. Um, but, yeah, you definitely see the the reality. And especially when a guy gets to that age and he's just like, you know, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. You know what would be really cool? That's a shame. But it would be it would be cool to like act like talk to Clattenburg, I would love to see the outtakes from that stuff. Like the footage that they didn't use. Yes. Oh, cause you know, cause he filmed them. He probably got hours of game tape and like mic'd up stuff and that they oh, never yeah. used. Oh, that'd be awesome. Have like the DVD, the, the uncut version or like, you know, the behind the scenes shit. Like that would be awesome. I'd love to see some of that stuff. Oh, oh. could you have outtakes of the Brandon Christian hotel interview? That'd oh, be the greatest fuck. thing you've ever seen. Yeah. yeah, tremendous. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Get a little cameo. Yeah, like you said though, I, I laugh at always. I always laugh at that scene with Brandon Christian. Yeah, Marty Melnichuk's just sitting there punching him, and he's just supposed to take it. And coach gets mad at them. It's like, what the fuck, dude? What do you want me to do? <laughs> it's like you can't even blame. Well, it's Christian. like, what are you sending him out to do? Right. Like, you know, what is he out there to run the power play? Like, come on, you know, like. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, it's, you see how ridiculous some of it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, definitely. I'm down with tough guys and folks where you can find that actually is the hockey fights UK page run by Paul over there in the UK friend of our shows. Uh, um, yes. 
So highly encourage you to go check that out. And he still posts fights to this day of uh, happenings over there in the EIHL and other various leagues across the United Kingdom. So I encourage you to go check out that YouTube channel. Quick little plug there for our boy, Paul. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing that one years ago and I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. But uh, my favorite documentary, and this should be no surprise for longtime listeners of the show, of course, but uh, The Last Gladiators is the Chris Nyland documentary. Um, and it's not just following Chris. He's the main character, I guess, I say character, but you know he's the main focus of the documentary. But they bring in enforcers from around the NHL and uh, you know previous that excuse me that had previously played, and just great insights from every guy. They had Bob Probert in there. They had Tony Twist. They had Marty McSorley. Um, guys like that, and it was awesome. It was like uh, almost the precursor to to Ice Guardians, of course. That you know kind of got more traction through the later lines. I want to say the last Gladiators came out around 2012, 2013. Um, and for me, I mean, not to be dramatic or anything, but honestly, that documentary for me was fucking life changing. Um, because I this podcast probably wouldn't exist without that. My fandom for tough guys wouldn't exist without that. I'd always like tough guys, but that's what made me just do the deeper dive into the role. Because up until then, I had never really looked at guys from the 80s, 70s, um, even like the earlier 90s. But that's when I started doing the deeper dive because, of course, I was just a younger... I was... Um, Man, I would have been probably 16, 17 when that came out. So I had known, you know, the tough guys I had grown up watching, the Bougards, Wah, you know, guys like that. Um, so that made me do the deep dive and really kind of, you know, fall into the deep end of enforcers and tough guys. And because of that documentary, I was fortunate enough to, you know, meet Chris Nyland and um, go to a Habs game with him, which was an unreal experience. I've always said I got to do a podcast just talking about that, um, that whole experience eventually. But um, just the insight you get from the guys, not only Chris Nyland, um, how he, you know, he was such a low draft pick and fought his way up to the Montreal Canadiens, um, you know, roster. But Tony Twist and Marty McSorley in that movie are just fucking fantastic in terms of laying out the the blueprint for what an enforcer is and what they do. And some people might not like the answer. And another thing with this one, it's it's gritty as well. It's um, I think I won't say it quite of a darker tone, but you know they're just upfront. They don't fluff it at all. Um, same with like Todd Ewan's in there. Same thing. You know he's a regretful tough guy. He fought Bob Probert and kind of got pigeonholed after that because I mean he knocked him out in one punch. So goes into the depth of that like a a tough guy that kind of just got thrown into the role. So you see it from so many different sides, and it was just um. Like you said, maybe it was because the first one like that I ever saw with NHL players from that era, because even the Tough Guys documentary was a little bit later, because um, I had probably seen that same one around that time. Um, but for me, The Last Gladiators was just, um, it was just something I had never seen before, and it was it was just like the beginning of a journey for me that was just an absolute fucking dive into the Enforcer world, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think that's uh, f- up for other folks to debate. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was awesome. I I loved it. Oh, I've and I've always said that completely. Whenever I do my rapid fire, I ask people who they did a one eighty on. That's when I did my one eighty on Nyland. Yeah, I never liked Nyland growing up. I wasn't a fan. I always respected what he did and all that, but I was never a Nyland fan. And then I, I, my friend and I went to the movie theater. They screened that for one day only in Saskatoon, and we went. There was like no one. In the, we had the whole theater to ourselves, pretty much, very poorly advertised. But we sat down and watched it, and it was like on the big screen i'm like this is awesome and then you know got the i had to get the dvd later but oh and the interviews that alec is talking about the excerpts are like eight seven eight minute interviews with like twist and mcsorley i'm gonna do my own plug here fourth line voice <laughs> on youtube i have those clips on my youtube channel i talk about i have them like brashear is the other one that they talk to and it's like their thoughts on being an enforcer and like mcsorley and the comments 
after you watch the video, <laughs> scroll the comment section. You think you're watching, they just watch serial killers talking. These people can't wrap their heads around what Twist and McSorley are saying, but they lay out what an enforcer is, and it's exactly what it was back in the day. Sure as it isn't anymore, but back then it was. But those are great clips. The Probert one's really good, too. His clip is good, too. And Ewan's is on there. Yeah, I got them all on there. But, yeah. uh, no, it was a great, great documentary. Um, I Full credit to Nyland for, like, not holding back. Like he told, he exposed himself. Yeah. He gave, showed his weaknesses and his addiction and, and what he's gone through in his private life. And, you know, for a while he was a disaster, you know, and mm -hmm. he didn't sugarcoat that. And he's come out the other side and doing well now. And he's got the podcast rolling and, you know, the fan radio there and all that stuff. So he's, he's done well for himself, but, uh, but yeah, it was, yeah, that documentary, I, I love the, uh, the last gladiator. That was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. That'll, that one will always hold a special place in my heart. I got to buy that fucking DVD again. I know I can get it off eBay for like, I don't know, like a couple bucks here and there, like maybe 10, 15 bucks. But I used to have it. And then when I, uh, whenever I got out of the military, I just lost it in the move. I don't know what the fuck happened, but no clue where that DVD is anymore. <laughs> well, I was, well, and I liked it because, I mean, yeah, okay, it's on Netflix or whatever. You, you know, I get it. You know, DVD, you know, how old are you? You know, whatever. But I just liked it because it had, like I said, it had those. The un, the the interview clips, yeah. the extra, the DVD extras is the is why I got the DVD. I don't, even, you know, I obviously I'd seen the document in the movie theater, but I just got it for like the uh, forty five minutes of extras. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I mean that's well as I'm thinking about it now. Do you know is there? I know we're gonna talk about Ice Guardians here next, but is there an Ice Guardians DVD? Did they I ever come out with a DVD? Ice Guardians, of that? I think so. Let me double check. Because I, I like, I mean, I've seen it obviously on Netflix. I've seen it a couple times. That's where I watched it the first time, or on demand, or wherever I watched it when it first came out. And I remember talking to Adam Scorgy about it, and I was like, okay, because there was a whole bunch of guys that he did interviews with that never made the actual yeah. show. And I was like, can you put? I said, put them on the DVDs as extras. Like, I don't know if people realize, like, Yablonsky, Zenon Kanopka, mm -hmm. like, all those guys were in that initially, and they never made the final cut. Well, Kanopka did. Like, Kanopka made the final cut, but oh, he, was in, it, oh, yeah, he, he was in it briefly. But, no, um, I, I remember no, seeing like, that one trailer oh, where it was, like, Yablonsky in there. I remember Yablonsky. Yeah. And they had <clears> Sasha Lakovic. Lakovic, yeah. He was in it, and, like, Bugard. Like he didn't really talk about Bugart. Like I don't. He's not really in that, is he? I Kinda think he has, has but... one quick scene, but I think <laughs> I think at the time of filming he had passed. Because if you're interviewing yeah. Bugard, because the the DVD came out in 2016, so if you're interviewing Bugard, it has to be circa like 2010 or something. So I mean, it was years in the making when they did it. Yeah, and the thing. Well, I guess I get, I, I completely killed your lead up because we're already no, talking about Ice Guardians now. I guess that's what we're going to talk about well, next. Real quick, they, I was you, can, say, you can get a DVD of it. I was just looking. You can, can you? Get, yeah. So it looks like like on Best Buy, uh, Fye. So like, looks like um, about spending about fifteen to twenty bucks for an Ice Guardians DVD. Off, but I wonder if there's extras one. on it though. Uh, but I wonder if there's extras. Let me see. Or if it's just the thing. Let me see if Best Buy. If I can see like a thing of like the actual packaging. It only gives me it only gives me one photo, so I don't know. Fuck. Yeah, and I mean, oh, thirty. Anyway. Okay, yeah. So, Ice Guardians: The Untold Story is thirty minutes of bonus footage. I don't know. So, I guess there's thirty yeah, additional well. minutes. Wow, well, there you go. I should get that DVD then. Yeah, I'm gonna fine. have to get that. Um, I know. Well, we'll get into Ice Guardians here, but 
that Ice Guardians sort of has a special place in my heart. Um, for those that I don't think I've ever talked about this, um, way back when I can remember when it was just an idea that Adam Scorgi had, and I remember him on the fight boards talking about it, and I remember him was talking to me about, and he wanted to use some of my footage, my fight footage, and I sent him some stuff. I sent him some pictures, uh, some of which he used in the show, I believe. Um, I, I do take great, uh, it, it's pretty cool. My name is actually in the credits, comes up in the credits. You'll see fourth line voice in the credits and then Darren do my real name. But, um, and I, and I was really in, in a little, I'm not, Oh, I was a big part of that. I made it happen. Well, no, I was a little clog, but it was nice to have a little piece of that and help out. Yeah. And, uh, and I talked to Adam through the whole way made that first trailer he sent it to me on the down low and that was the trailer I think way back when I think I sent you that has Lakovic and Yablonski on it and everything yeah. he called it a sizzle reel and that was the one that he initially pitched to the studios to try to get this as they say whatever green light or whatever they call as they say in the movie business and uh, and it and it failed like nobody would pick it up and uh, it was dead in the water until Kelly Chase got a hold of it and then he started talking to Kelly Chase and Chase and his and his people kind of got involved. And that's what got them. And then that's how they got Brett Hall. And that's where the story sort of changed into we got to get some of the star players in here and how they react to tough guys. Right. And it kind of changed the documentary a little bit. Whereas before, I think it was a lot more about fighting. And it had like Yablonski. And I think they were going to have like Yablonski kind of talk about battling it out in the minors. Like I think it was going to have a lot, a few different dynamics. I remember talking to Scorgy about all that. And then it changed after Chase and them got involved. And then that's the final thing is what everyone sees. But and and the whole Bugard thing, like they had hours and hours of footage with Bugard and Semenko and, and all that. And I remember talking to Adam after and I was kind of like, I would love to that's the stuff I would love to see are the yeah, outtakes that get you the never use. And I'd love to see what Lakovic had to say and yeah and Yabo and guys like that. That would be really cool. And I know at the time he really wanted to get them on the DVD and he kind of talked about like, yeah, that would be cool that if each guy had their own section and just do like, just add some sound bites from each guy that was actually a part of the show right. that never made it, that never made it to air. And, uh, you know, I don't, obviously I don't think that happened, but it was just like, you know, but going forward, it was really cool to see. It was, it was cool to see the final product and see it, do really well and i mean it got lots of awards and it was at can film festival and and it was a big when it first came out ice guardians was that was a big buzz about that show and i think a lot of people watched it and it was really successful and um i know it did really well so to make a long story longer i'm just rambling at this point but <laughs> but it was it was cool for my for, for for me talking to adam when it was just an idea yeah and then to see the final product up on a big screen and see him doing so well and the success that he's had going on and making other documentaries. Like, Adam Scorgi's made some cool shit. If people want to look into his stuff, mm -hmm. like, he made the Bisbing documentary. He made, like, the the Good Son. Watch that one. What was Boom Boom Mancini and shit? Didn't he, awesome did, he, did the, he did the Grant Fear one as well, didn't he? I believe the yes. Making Coco. Coco. That was a Coco, really good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, he's done a lot of good documentaries. There was one, like the weed one, the union and stuff. Yeah. I'm not a weed guy, but I'm talking to Cloudy over here. He might be into it. <laughs> but uh, but it, at the time, though, that was a real cutting-edge documentary because Canada hadn't legalized it yet Right. when that came out. And so, and I was never a big weed guy. Not that I had anything against it. I wasn't for or against it. I was like, whatever. And I'm Adam mentioning, yeah, you should watch that show, man. It might change your opinion. And it did watching it it was really good and it did change my opinion yep and uh no he's a good dude and uh still talk to him now and again and actually there's a guy i need to get on the show I kept telling him i need to get him on the podcast because i know he's a massive fight fan he went to high school with parker and them and fedoric and Kelowna and yeah and uh he's a whole fight fan from way back and uh i know he loves my youtube channel watching all the fights but no adam's a great guy so it was really cool to see him have the success that he had with ice guardians and uh yeah, and it was cool to see the final uh, the final product. So yeah, that was for a very sure. long, long-winded answer, but yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, no, I mean, Ice Guardians. I think when you when you when you talk about enforcer documentaries, I, I mean that's probably the gold standard at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, just such a star-studded cast, and I say that you know, cast not obviously not actors, but like the amount of players that they had in there. They had you know, Bugard. Dave Brown, Semenko, Kelly Chase, Brett Hull, Parker, Kanopka, Peros, Colt Noor. I mean, just – and that's not even everybody either. There's still probably another 10 guys I'm missing. Um, so it's – you get so many different insights from different eras. I think that was the cool thing because that was the only thing that was um, – with the Nylon documentaries, all those guys kind of played in that same era, uh, maybe just off by a couple of years, like when Twist came in a little bit, um, you know, Brashear playing a little bit later. But in this one, you had guys like Gazdick, who were still currently in the, in the NHL fighting. Um, you know, you had guys like McGratton, who were kind of on the fringe, just got done playing the NHL, trying to play in the EIHL or in the AHL at the time. And then, you know, you, on the other hand, you have Semenko, Wendell Clark, stuff like that. So you just got to see how the role evolved over time in that documentary and kind of what it became and how many different views, like just different training aspects from guys too. You know, you got um, you got Parker who's over there fucking <laughs> wrapping his hands in chains and hitting trees to callous up his knuckles so his, his knuckles can take a more of a beating when he's hitting helmets. Just like stuff like that is insane to think about, but that's what these guys were doing. Um, and I mean, you get all of that in this documentary. So for me, it's probably the gold standard of enforcer documentaries for sure. Yeah. Well, and the last last thing I'll talk about it just real quick with the with Scorgy and which made it cool and and I think it comes through in the show. Is he was a fan. Mm-hmm. He's a fight fan. Exactly. He's not. He wasn't some poser that just picked the thing and, oh, I'm going to talk about this because it'll be cool or a trendy and I can yell old time hockey. Like, no, he was a fight fan. He went to school with Parker and Fedoric and Kelowna. He knew them personally. So he saw and he he still talks about the fight when Rocky was coming to town and Parker was telling everybody in the hallway they were going to fight in high school. You know, and they all went to the game that night to watch the heavyweight championship in the Western Hockey League. Yeah, Rocky Thompson versus Scott Parker. Scorgy tells that story all the time. That fight's on my YouTube channel too, by the way, folks. If you want to watch it, quick little um, shameless plug. <laughs> I, oh, I'll do that a couple more times before we're done. But, Absolutely. Uh, no, so it was always cool that Scorgy was a fight fan too, and so mm-hmm. it was a passion project, and it comes through. I think when you're watching it, you could it you could tell it's made by a fight fan. Yeah, exactly. You could just, like you said, you could just tell by the guys he got. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I could tell you if it, if it was done by the guys that run the world's biggest hockey fight site, they'd be over there talking to Adam Lowry or something, or, you know, like, you know, 
They'd be talking <laughs> to a bunch of guys that still play now. They don't even know who Dave Semenko is or Wendell Clark. So, no. So it was made by a fight fan. And that's the that's what made it so special. Yeah, for sure. I remember the first time I saw it, I think I watched it back like three times. I just thought it was so 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 well done. And, um, again, probably the gold standard of, of Enforcer Docs. I'm sure that's probably the most popular one on this list. But, uh, you know, with, so. with some of the listeners, I, I know that, that, you know, this might be a new new concept for you with uh, listening to, to tough guy talk and stuff. So that's what this whole episode's about, to give you kind of a deeper look into things. Um, so, you know, that's probably, and I believe that one is available on Amazon Prime. It used to be on, it was on Netflix for the longest time. But now it's, I believe it's still free if you have Amazon Prime. Um so I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure these people know where to get the documentaries. I know the Last Gladiators isn't on anything. I think you have to have the, the DVD for that. It used to be on Netflix, but no longer. Um, and you can't even get on Amazon Prime. So I think for the Last Gladiators, you have to get the DVD, unfortunately. Um, but the next one we'll talk about, and this one's going to be more recent. And I'm sure a lot of people have seen this one too. This might actually be like the next most popular one on here, aside from another show we're going to talk about later on in the list. Um, but that is the Danbury Trashers, the Crimes and Penalties from the Untold series on Netflix. And it was funny to see this. Do- I wouldn't say it was funny. This was actually kind of cool to see the documentary come out. Um, and you hear these stories get to the public because Darren and I were fortunate enough to interview a couple guys involved in the Trashers organization. Um, Darren actually has a two hour it's like well a two and a half hour interview I think with uh, Brad Wingfeld and it, it goes over his whole career and when he got to Danbury and you know this was years before I think what two or three years before the documentary yeah. even came out and you know the story of Brad Wingfeld getting a phone call from from Jimmy Galante you know he told that on Darren's podcast and so to hear that at the time was mind blowing and then I had had AJ Galante on the podcast uh, I think a year or two before the documentary came out and same thing, told a couple stories. And so you get to hear these stories, um, you know, here and there. Cause of course, Wingfield's interview you did, it's not all Danbury, uh, but there's a good portion of it. Of course. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head with a bunch of great shit. I mean, the Danbury portion of that interview is gold. Um, so I encourage folks to go check that out. But when you hear these stories and you actually see it all put together in the documentary, I thought it was really cool that people like are finally, cause the trashes are a big story. And I think, you know, people knew of them, but not enough people knew of them. I think if that makes sense, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, well, that was the other thing with the whole Danbury thing, because I can remember that happening in real time. Like right. In 05, I can, I can remember on the message boards, everybody saying, there's this 18-year-old kid that's running a team in the United League, and they're just a goon team. And we all thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And I knew a couple of guys that played in the league, and I knew a agent from Mur- I know Morasti's agent and stuff, and I used to talk to him all the time. And... um yeah, and it was like, and you'd hear the stories, and I think it's been, I think Morasti even said it in on this latest Spit and Chiglets interview, oh, they barely scratched the surface in that documentary oh, about yeah, the I shit know. that went down, and I can remember hearing stories about it, it was just like, and some of the stuff that happened, and it was just like, at the, t- at the time, it was like, oh my god, you know, it was just, it was crazy, and so... Yeah, everything in that documentary I already knew about, but it was so but it was cool to see it make it to TV. And like you said, all that stuff was happening in 04 and 05 and then they were gone. Like they only played what the two seasons yep, and that two was seasons, it. it was it. Yeah, and it was like <clears throat> the shooting star, right? And then so I think and I and I've been guilty of this being older and like seeing this stuff and remember when it all happened. I always I it was funny because the young kids at work, the 18, 19-year-old seasonal kids at work were talking about it. 
Well, and I was just like, yeah, I know. And they're like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, I just assume everyone already knows this. And it's like, well, no, these kids were like, like five years old when this happened. So why would they know about this? And some single a United hockey league. Like, why would they know about the Danbury trashers? And I always just think everyone knows about this stuff. And then I'm like, afterwards, I'm like, yeah, I guess, why would you know about this? So then I start telling them more stories about it. And it's like, yeah. So it was cool to finally see, um, that story, make it on, make it out uh, into the public and, uh, for everybody to consume it and then just try to wrap their heads around. Yeah. Cause there's no way anything like that could, ha- well, clearly it can't happen now. No. Today's hockey, that would never happen, you know, but, and back then, like that was crazy for back then. And back then there was a lot of wild shit, but like nothing like that. Like, oh that yeah. Was... Like the old U-Haul league back in the day was, was fucking tough, but like that was just unseen, you know, <laughs> like that was, insane. Oh yeah. Oh man! Well, and, like one guy gets suspended, so oh, okay, let's just bring in Chad Wagner. Oh, yeah. he's suspended. All right, we'll bring in Bia Lois then. It is just like one after another after another, and it's it was like just a revolving tough guy door in that fucking locker yeah. room, man. Oh, we'll bring Stephen Pete in and Mike Rupp, and like what? <laughs> like it's like okay, yeah. So, oh yeah, that's a, definitely a great documentary. I, I encourage folks to go check that one out. Like I said, it was yep. really really cool to see the. Um, the story come alive into the hockey, into the hockey eye, I guess. Cause, um, people knew about it, but like I said, not enough people did. And I remember fuck back in the day. And I still think there's a little rumbles about it, but I remember they were going to do like a movie about it, not just a documentary. Like they were going to yeah. like recreate it. So I, I still think that would be cool if they do it right. Let me preface that because as we were just talking about before we got going, um, I know people might be a fan of this movie, but really we're not too big of fans of the movie goon. Um, just in the fact no. that if you know the real story behind it, and if you're a fight fan, you'll know why, like exactly why you wish you would have got the real story. Um, I highly encourage folks to go check out the Doug Smith. Um, what is it? The Journey of a Minor League Enforcer, or Minor yep. League Goon Dude. is what it is. Yeah, Journey yeah. of Minor League Goon. Excuse me. I'm so used to not saying the word goon. <laughs> it's what, fuck. It's like uh, it's like the a swear word in this fucking in this house over here is the word goon. Um, but no, so I encourage folks to go check that out. But again, like if, if they do the if they do a Danbury movie in the way that the real story is, or as close to the real story as they can, I think it'll be a fucking tremendous movie. Oh yeah, like that. Oh for sure. Yeah, if it's done right and everything. Oh yeah, the story that you could tell the like a Sopranos mixed with slap shot. Oh yeah. That's got gold. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, and that one can be found, folks. That one I believe is still on Netflix. Yeah, it's still on Netflix. I actually, just double check before we got going um, earlier to see what was still on Netflix for uh, tough guy stuff. Because, like I said, I remember Last Gladiators and Ice Guardians used to be on there, but the Danbury one is still on there. Um, the next one, and this can be found, I think, at Amazon Prime. Off the top of my head, I'm almost positive it is actually. Now that I'm thinking about it. But uh, another, I guess, common one with older uh, older fight fans. I don't know if newer fight fans will really know this one, uh, but I, I highly encourage you to check it out because he's you know the best to ever do it. But tough guy, the Bob Probert story, um, and that's a it's a in depth look. It basically kind of goes over what the book was. Uh, for those that don't know, that's actually a book that Bob Probert unfortunately passed away while they were writing. So the very uh, last bit of the book was finished up after he had passed. But it was basically a biography on his life and his um, struggle with addiction and you know stuff of being a tough guy in the NHL what it was like so it's a very good insight into what he went through kind of on and off the ice um 
I will say it's not for the faint of heart. It, it tells it like it is, and his wife Danny will tell it like it is exactly how it, um, you know, he was at the time, and it's it doesn't pull any punches. It's a true, authentic, you know, story about Bob Probert and an unfortunate passing, and you know, kind of the tough life he lived, but at the same time, what a great guy he was, and how he could light up a room, and you know, people remember obviously, you know, how good of a guy Probert was in general. So it's still a great piece. It's not all sad, of course. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I just want to let people know that you know. It is it is real and it's authentic. Yeah, I, yeah, it really was, and I mean, and you, yeah, you get the true story, the warts and all, and uh, yeah, they didn't, they certainly didn't church it up, and uh, I don't, and to me anyway, I I always appreciate that more. Yeah, like going back to the Nylon one, right? It was like, yeah, they told it like it is. They didn't hide from their problems, and they addressed them, and then, yeah, and it's like. They well, like with the Probert one, yeah, he paints himself. He looks really shitty at times. Yeah, and he, he does. A, and he he's a, he's a shitty husband. He's a shitty teammate. You know, and he at times, and he talks about all of that shitty father. You know, and it's just like, yeah, and so he doesn't hide from it. So I can appreciate that. Yeah, and it was like, and I'm you know, and you're getting the honesty, and that's you know. You do a documentary, I, I you know it. Uh, you can't ask for more than that. The authentic, to be authentic, and that one certainly is. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that was the same thing. Like you said, it was like after watching that and reading the book and stuff, it was just like. And now here's a quick message from our sponsor: Bet on the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just five dollars on hockey. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for a gambling problem. Call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill and Casino Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DraftKings.net slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms, responsibility, gaming resources. NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the NHL Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Not that it changed my opinion. I'm pro- like, you know, like he's still my favorite, whatever. But it was just like, yeah, you kind of felt a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I felt bad for Danny and the kids and stuff after right. reading it. It's like, yeah, that shit, that kind of sucked. Yeah, you know, like yeah, I mean, you already know what the ending was. Unfortunately, he passed away. I mean, so that's not a surprise. But you know, it was just it was a ba- it was a battle. His life was a battle, and uh, a lot of ups and downs for sure. Yeah, right. and I, I will say from a fight fan perspective as well, you get some good excerpts about him fighting in like the OHL and stuff like that. Um, and they actually do bring in some some of his former opponents, like Domi's in there, um, Grimson's in there, and they they play the clip and they'll have like Grimson literally doing a live reaction to you know round whatever because we know Probert and Grimson fought you know almost twenty fucking times. Um, 
so you get the live reaction of, you know, Grimson saying what it was like fighting Probert in that fight. And same thing with Domi. They talk about, you know, leading up to the, the, the rematch and round one and two, everything with it. So you still get some fight lore in there, but it's just a deep dive in who Bob Probert was as a person and kind of the, it's, it's crazy to think what, how, for how much shit he would get in off the ice to think of how good of a player he still was. Actually, when you, when you think about oh, it, it's actually fucking yeah. nuts. Oh, you actually think, imagine if he was, like, serious. Right. And, like, trained and, like, was focused and, like, you know, oh, like, you saw how good he was hungover playing, right? Like, could you imagine a focused, like, give him Trevor Gillies intensity. Right. And imagine what Probert would have done with that. Not only fight-wise, but just production-wise. It would have been unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, you know. Um, well, yeah, and you bring up a good point. I was going to say that, too, and it's... I've had this discussion with people at times and stuff. And I think what happens sometimes with like the guardian thing or ice guardians or, and the last gladiator and the probert thing and everything else. I think sometimes as fight fans, I think people think that, Oh, it's going to be a, basically a fight tape with them doing commentary over it. Right. It's like, well, no, I mean, it's a documentary. I mean, obviously fighting is a part of it clearly, but it's not like, you know, they're going to, it's too bad. Believe me, as a fight fan, I wish they did. But it's not like they're going to unearth some Bob Probert Jr. footage that no one's ever seen. You right. know, like, I mean, I wish they did, but it's like, no, they're going to just, and they're going to talk about the greatest hits. Like, you know, they're going to show the Domi fight and the Grimson fights and the Craig Cox or whatever, or the Joey Kozer fight. Like, yeah, they're not going to get into him fighting Kevin Maguire. And, you know, yeah, those fights might have been better, but they're not going to talk about that because... right. The, the casual fan just wants to know the hits, right? Like when you when you go to a metal when you go to a Kiss show, you want to you want to hear them play Deuce and rock and roll all night. <laughs> I don't want to hear the B side of Psycho Circus, right? Like so. <laughs> right. Although as a as a massive Kiss fan, you might want to, but I mean, no general fans want to see the hits. So it's like, yeah, when you were going to get the Probert documentary, that's what you were going to get. I would have loved if they had uncovered old OHL footage. Believe me, believe me, I asked. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was the same thing with Scorgy. I remember telling him, like with the Oilers, I'm like, hey, yeah, do they you try to get some old Semenko stuff? He just started laughing. He's like, yeah, they're not gonna do that, you know, like right. But I think sometimes people think that's gonna be some fight tape with like DVD commentary over right. or something, and it's like, no, yeah, it's not quite. Oh, believe me, a part of me wishes it was kind of like that, but no, it's it's no, it's not. That's not realistic. Yeah, no, it's just not. Um, but yeah, so that's. Am, am I rambling here? Am I making any sense in this show? I mean, fuck you and I ramble anyway, dude. I mean, I'm not even. I'm not even hitting stop right now. It's just gonna fuck. I mean, I'm what three beers deep, but I got a couple tall boys. I mean, wives are gone. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, fuck, dude. We're here for a good time, not a long time. There we go. All right. Yeah. No, you're good. I, I, I keep thinking I'm like I'm I'm yammering, but I don't know if I'm making a point at all. I'm just sort of going in. I don't know. It's like a big band parliament. Look, kids, can't get right. You know. <laughs> no, man, you're good. You're good. No, all good. That's the whole point. Like, that's why I enjoy these interviews because it's not like literally, folks. For I'll let you know how much preparation I did for this podcast. 
I I told Darren, I said, hey, let's talk about Enforcer movies. He comes on. He goes, what are we going to talk about? I said, I don't know. We'll just kind of talk about the movies, what they're about. And I'm sure you and I can get going from there. And look at us. We're fucking one, two, three, four, five movies in, and we've got 40 minutes of content, folks. That's the kind of that's the kind of service we give you with the five for fighting and the fourth line voice shows here. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, we can just make it happen. Um, yeah. So the next one though, change shifting gears a little bit more on the the fun side, and I, this one, uh, if you're a fight fan, you probably know, but for more casual fans, I definitely don't think you're gonna know this one. But the old Les Chiefs documentary, and for those that don't know, this follows the uh, Laval Chiefs of the LNH. Actually, at the time it was the QMJ, or excuse me, the QSPHL. So it was the Quebec Senior League. It was before it became the LNH, but it follows them, and this is when they had uh, like. I mean, just a stacked roster, you know, like, <laughs> but I'm trying to think of like, but journey Martin, um, I think it was what Cote have been there at the time. No. Yeah. 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 I see what have. Yeah. He would have, um, Louis Bedard. Louis Bedard. Yeah. They had, um, fuck old, um, Tim, yeah. Le- old Tim Levesque, Corey Holland. Yeah. Oh yeah. Timmy Levesque. <laughs> old yep. Tim Levesque. Fun story. Yeah. But, folks, if you don't know what we're talking about, I highly encourage you to go watch the documentary. Um, this one, I don't think follow you can him, follow him on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't think you can find. I think you could find it on YouTube. Um, the, it might not yep. be the greatest quality, but it's getting. You'll get the gist. I mean, I have the DVD. The DVD isn't the greatest quality either. Um, but basically, it follows the Laval Chiefs. But these guys, it's not just you know, your run of the mill hockey documentary shows them during the games. Uh, these guys are actually living at the Coliseum um, in Laval. And by that, I mean they're literally living at the rink. That was part of their deal. And these guys actually are like player housing is a few rooms in the rink. And they'll go and they'll play and they'll fight. And they show all the madness that was the uh, – the QSPHL back in the day, like they build up a fight with, uh, didn't they, I think they're, I can't remember if it was an outtake or if it was in the actual documentary, but I know the clips on YouTube, but they build up when, uh, when Martin fought Link Gates. I remember that one being in either the actual documentary or the extras, but I mean, it's, uh, it's a great documentary. It's done by uh, Mike Bajerdi's brother. So player, the, the current player, his brother was doing it. And, um, I mean, it just shows you the greasy minor league madness. That was the QSPHL back in the day. Oh, yeah. And I mean, and there's so many stories of that league, and especially back then. I mean, guys were getting paid in cash, and the yeah. Hells Angels were paying them, and greasy owners. And it's like they interviewed a couple of like they interviewed that Brady Austin. He's like, I didn't even know what this league was. I just showed up <laughs> and got paid in cash. And, you know, and they're, you know, and they just start brawls. And Mike Henderson's tremendous in that show. Oh, yeah. He's, he's living his in the ring. Out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and just, uh, and Bob Berger, the owner. Um, you know, yeah, it's just right at the start, they're showing the crazy fan making the belt before he goes to the game and, you know, crazy Quebec league fans, um, being a part of that back then. And like knowing people involved in the league and doing shit in the league and stuff. It's like, I, I know all that stuff firsthand and I know all the stories and, it was, it's true to lie. Everything you see in that show is legitimate and then some. <laughs> and oh, and then they show them they, uh, afterwards in the summer, they're going to make extra money by boxing. Yeah. Holland and Bajerni and them go box. Although Bajerni doesn't box, but the other guys do to make money. And um, yeah, and it's just a real crazy look at hockey and uh, the Quebec team, like just the whole Quebec senior LNAH craziness. That is one thing I would love for somebody. Um, it's probably, well, it's never too late, I guess, but I would love for somebody 
that was really involved in the league and stuff to go back and do like a real documentary on the league. Yes. From like, from the beginning of the LNH to like maybe to now or whatever. And like interview ex players and get old footage and like get old stories and, um, or even just write a book. I know from talking to a player, there is an ex player that I know wants to write a book about the LNH and he's kind of knocking the idea around. I, I'm not going to throw out who it is because he hasn't done it, obviously, but I know he talked to me about doing it. Yeah. But it was like, I would love for, I would love some history to be done on that league other than the Chiefs movie. Um, that's a good starting point. Well, and like we said, well, we'll talk about the St. Hyacinth, but that's hard because it's in French. So it's, yeah, the, I don't know what's going we'll, on. There. And we'll, and we'll I think be that was, too was much that depth. before the Chiefs? No, it, that was after the Chiefs. I think it was, I think it was a year or two after. Yeah. Because they aren't in St. Hyacinth yet. They're still like the Cousin or whatever they're called, or I don't know. It was when they had like the blue jerseys with like the star going across. Like, fuck, Tasker was yeah. on them with that era, I think. But I don't know if he's yeah. in the documentary. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's all in French, but it's, <clears throat> and it's too bad they didn't have subtitles because it looks really cool. I know the fights are great, um, yeah. but I don't know what they're saying. But um, yeah, but I would love to like pick it up from there and go forward. And just interview, get all the guys that were in the league, like the names of the league, and and just go through. Well, we won't get into all the stuff here, but oh, I mean, like you said, the Hell's Angels and all oh, that stuff, yeah, and the Montreal Mob and all that stuff that was involved in it, and crazy guys selling weed and doing porn on the side, and, <laughs> you know, and all that stuff. But uh, Ch- Chucky Boom know, Boom, baby, people have no Chucky clue Boom Boom, yeah. So about. it's like, uh, yeah, it's. Um, yeah, that would be great to see a, a documentary on that. But in the meantime, I highly recommend the folks out there. I think on YouTube it's called like the Real Life Slapshot is like yeah, the name I of think, the title. I think is what it is. Yeah, of the thing, and it's the Chiefs, L E S Chiefs, La Chiefs, and uh, yeah, tune in because it's um, that ain't acting. That's all real shit that's happening. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, it is good. And um, yeah, so I, I, I said I have the St. Hyacinth one on the list here, folks. Um, now, I, I, as Darren mentioned, it's all in French, so I don't know what they say in it. I apologize. Um, my North Kakalaki ass does not speak a lick of French. Uh, if you want to direct any anger, direct it towards Darren because he's from Saskatchewan and doesn't know French. Not that they speak French there, but I think they should know it if they're in school. So, uh, you know, any anger, direct it towards uh, Darren and not me. Well, it is a, our national. Yeah, it's our you know second language. And uh, I did take it in elementary school. Never took it in high school, though. But <laughs> yes, took French. And other than counting, that's about all I can do. Yeah, so, I know uh, Spanish is, I would say, not officially, but probably the second language of the U.S., but uh, I know construction terms, and that's about as far as my Spanish goes. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah. go. Um, but no, so unfortunately, we, we don't know 100% what's going on, so I do apologize to any French listeners we may have, but if you do happen to speak French, go. I, I, I apologize. I cannot find the name of it, but if you probably just Google St. Hyacinth LNH documentary, it'll come up, because I know I've found it on YouTube doing something similar. So I'd have to go back and find it. I probably should have prepped. But again, as I've mentioned before, we did zero prep for the show. Don't mind my dogs going nuts in the background. Um, but so I, it's on YouTube. I know that much. But uh, before we get into some honorable mentions here, uh, the last one, and this was what I added. I thought about it actually while we were talking about the uh, the Probert documentary. And I believe it's still on YouTube, but it's um, it's the Ty Domi like little mini documentary that he did back in the day. And he kind of talks about the uh, the Probert fight and everything, the rematch and leading up to that. Was it is it Ty Domi, whatever it takes, right? I think it's what it's called. Yep. 
Yeah, um, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I just thought about that because I remember, and somebody had mentioned it in the comments when I had made a post about, you know, what's your favorite Enforcer documentary. I know that one came up a couple times, and I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot about that one. Um, but it's really cool. It's 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 cool because you get to hear Ty Domi talk about kind of what it's like being a rookie and how Messier kind of straightened about because, of course, Ty Domi was the first one, I would really say probably the first one to start doing antics after the fight, you know, kind of because he mentions it and why he did it in that documentary, and it was because, uh, you know, wrestling was big at the time, so that's how he got the whole speed bag, the whole belt celly and everything like that, so... Um, you know, and Messier kind of came to him was like kind of knocked the shit out a little bit. So it's funny you see Ty Domi how he was as a rookie, and then you know leading up to the fight with Prober. But it's I think it's a really good insight. Yeah, it was, and it was again really cutting edge at the time. Yeah, there's some really good uh, sound like when he's in Winnipeg and he's get was it Huda he's getting mad at. He's like, who's this Huda? Who strapped balls on this guy? Yeah, you know, and, <laughs> and he slashed him like you motherfucker, you know, and he's just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, no, so yeah, it had some good. Uh, had some good sound bites, and um, I think I was actually watching that. Actually, kind of, yeah. Again, I was never. I I couldn't stand Domi when he first came up with the Rangers, and it was like. And then after I kind of watched that, I was like, I, I softened my stance on him a lot. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, no, it. I yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I actually completely forgot about that, but uh, yeah, tied Domi, what it takes. Yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, so we'll, we'll get into some honorable mentions here, folks. And what I mean by honorable mentions is these these documentaries will have a little bit of hockey fight lore in them, but they're not specifically based on fighting or enforcers. There's one that is based on an event and a couple fights leading up to it that we'll get into. Um, but it's not strictly, you know, hockey fight or enforcer related, such as the other ones. Um, I guess Danbury wasn't technically, but I mean, they show fights numerous times in there. So I kind of count it as a fight documentary. But uh, the first one, and this one can be found on YouTube, uh, very good one. It was done by HBO if, like years ago. Probably, it's, fuck, this thing's probably almost 20, 25 years old at this point. But it was the Broad Street Bullies HBO documentary. And they get guys like, you know, Bobby Clark, uh, Dave Schultz, you know, the main, the, the usual suspects from that Broad Street Bullies era. And they just kind of give you a deep dive into uh, what it was like for these guys. And, you know, Dave, uh, excuse me, not Dave Semenko, um, uh Dave Schultz, you know, how he evolved into had to like, you know, become the tough guy for the team and uh, all the antics of Fred Shiro as a coach and everything. I mean, I just thought it was a really good documentary, but you get to hear some of the fight lore and how they just, you know, made that decision. Just not take any shit. And we're just going to beat the fuck out of anybody in our way of a Stanley Cup, really. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. They did a really good job. And I, and I like the fact that uh, years later and everything that those guys have really kind of embraced it. Mm -hmm. And and like because. There was a time like Schultz really didn't want right. any part of that and and all that and it's like but as he's gotten older and kind of got into it and yeah no they did a good job covering it and I laughed because of course they had to have that the one nerd writer that was crying about it in the documentary <clears throat> Jay whatever his name was some writer for Sports Illustrated or something crying about their bullies and he was thought he was gonna cry right on camera so it was great to have that uh, that dichotomy in the show but. Uh, of him crying about how, how mean they were, but, uh, and them just embracing it and loving yeah. it. But, uh, no, it was cool. Yeah. Like you said, it was like, you know, I always knew about the, the broad street bullies and everything else, but again, like, you know, that was, that was as old as I am. That was before my time too. So it was cool just to see the old footage and to see, well, and a lot of those guys being still alive and being able to share their stories. So right. That was cool. So, um, I'm glad they did it. And it was, uh, and they, and like I said, and they didn't hide from it. 
No. Like they didn't try again, they didn't try to church it up and you know, oh, we weren't really that bad. We didn't really mean it. No, they're just like, yeah, no, we meant it, didn't give a shit, and we won. So tough shit. And it's like, yeah, exactly. Right. Because they were hated. It's funny, even like when I talked to my old man and stuff, like they hated the Flyers. Like everyone hated them. You yeah. know, because they hated Bobby and they were bullies and well, they're their name, right? And they were gang fighting and it's like oh, Raced it, and they're like, "Yeah, so we won twice." Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Fuck. That was that was like, yeah. Well, there you go. It's right in the pudding. Proofs in the pudding. So, no, I love that the fact that they did that and shoved it up their ass, and and they don't hide from it and celebrate it. Actually, so no, that's that's an awesome documentary. HBO did a good job. Yeah, and it's it's funny too, actually, when you watch it, and the, you know, it, everything comes full circle because, of course, this was at a different time in the U.S.'s history. But you know, the Cold War was still prevalent back when the Broad Street Bullies were yeah. around, and it it shows them playing the Soviet Union at the time and how Bobby Clark and Dave Schultz and the Flyers basically just ran the uh, the Soviets out of the building. So it's just, uh, and, and they talk about how in that documentary. You know, the Soviets had beaten all the other NHL teams leading up to it. And while everybody hated the Flyers, that was like the one day everybody wanted the Flyers to just beat the fuck out of the Soviets. And they did. And for one day in the nation, everybody was a Flyer fan. And they loved every second of what, like, Dave Schultz and Bobby Clark were bringing to the table. It's great. Absolutely tremendous. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, Absolutely. that one I believe can be found on YouTube. For, I, I, literally, if you just look up, like, HBO yeah, Wall Street Bullies documentary, it should be on there. Um the next one, the next honorable mention, um, as I brought up before, this does, I mean, if the focus is really a fight night, it's fight night at the Joe, the one that was just recently done by ESPN. Um, I know Darren, you said you haven't seen it yet. Um, but I mean, basically it's what, what's in the name, you know, is fight night at the Joe documentary, yeah. but it's a really good insight leading up to it. And you can still see some of these guys still have like to this day, have a little bit of a uh, little bit of envy towards the opposing players and, uh, you know, what led up to everything. I've, I mean, if you're a fight fan, you probably know Fight Night at the Joe. If you're a hockey fan, you probably know Fight Night at the Joe. It's just really cool to get more of an insight into it. And you get you get to hear perspectives from both sides. And uh, like I said, you know, these players aren't pulling back on anything. And you can still tell there's, uh, there's still a little bit of bad blood that can simmer over between these guys. And they still look back on it like, you know, yeah, uh, you kind of fuck that guy still, you know. So um, definitely yeah. recommend it. I, I don't I don't know exactly where you can find it. If you, I'm sure if you have like ESPN Plus, I would assume it's got to be like on demand or something so um i'm sure that's where you can find it but if you just look up espn fight night of the joe um you should be able to find it i don't know i can't remember if it was the the 30 for 30 or espn 60 or something like that i can't remember but um yeah i, I definitely recommend that one for sure well i know i think it was darren mccarty on a podcast or something says every every year on that date he watches that game oh really you know yeah every year he's watch he watches the the replay of that game and yeah, and he says every year that the hair still stands up on my, on the back of my neck, and he still gets fired up over it. And yeah, I need to watch that. I mean, uh, yeah, it's cool. And like I, I've heard a lot, of, I've heard a lot of good things. Actually, everything I've heard about that about it has been positive. So yeah, yeah. I need to see that. Yeah, for sure. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was very good. And like to this day, man, even if I go back and watch that, I'm almost on like McCarty. Like it'll still make almost the hair stand up on your neck because it's just like. Fuck, was it electric that night? Is yeah. like you just don't see that anymore, and it's um. Well, that's a good thing. But I'm not saying you need to have a fucking six v six line brawl every game. But damn, does that emotion get just get missed from the game these days? 
Oh yeah, no, it'll never <laughs> be like never be. I don't think they'll ever. I don't think teams can get that mad at each other anymore. No, not at all. Well, like we said, like we talked about with fucking Reeves and Marshan before. Reeves still had two periods to do something to Marshan, and you know, fuck, I don't. I see Marshan came out scot free. So what does that tell you? I don't care. You know, if you really yeah. want to get him that bad, he would have got him. I'll put it that way. Well, and then it, but then if he does it, all these guys, yeah, that's the problem too. So they'll all cry about it that he shouldn't be picking a Marsh. Oh, it's, it's, yep. he's, he's a heavyweight. He shouldn't be doing that. That's the caveat. He's damned if he does, and he's damned if he doesn't. Yeah. You know, if he does something, he's too mean. And if he doesn't, well, then why did we sign him? And it's like, oh, yeah. yeah but fuck. Well, and that's the thing. Like, what's he going to do? Like, Marshawn's not going to fight him. No, he'd have to jump him so and then get what Marshawn, it takes a fucking five on him, game. ends up getting two and five, and they get a seven-minute power play, and he gets suspended for five games and loses right. a bunch of money. Well, okay. To, for what? I mean, you can't do that shit anymore. Back in the day, you could grab them, slap the shit off, and they'd just give you a 10-minute misconduct, and that was it. Yep. That's why you could do that stuff back then. You know, now, you get suspended for 10 games. If only there were some good documentaries that can go into detail about how uh, how it used to be back in the day. I wonder if we could find some of those. Um. <laughs> well, they, they, there are such things, but I don't know if people actually listen. Yeah, that is true. Because after reading these fight message boards, I don't think people <laughs> might have watched it, but they didn't really comprehend what was being said. I don't know. Yeah, Go back and watch McSorley and Twist on those outtakes, and they, you'll understand what it's about or what been, it's supposed to be about. It's nowhere near that anymore, but it was at one time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um <laughs> yeah, they might have been, might have been, might have been hearing it. They weren't listening though, that's for sure. Um, no. So yeah, definitely fight night at the Joe with, uh, like I said, ESPN. I'm sure it's on demand or something. Um, if you just type in ESPN fight night at the Joe, you should be able to find it. Um, the other honorable mention, and this is actually one of my favorite like hockey documentaries of all time in general. It's not really um, there's fight fight portions in it, but it's really just what it's like is the life of. And again, we're going back to the United Hockey League. Um, and people know the famous clip from it, the Jason Ralph going at it. And this has come to be called the mic'd up in the UHL clip. And that's where he's going at it with fucking, he's fucking beak and Chelios and everything like that. Um, and of course, and it's funny because people will look at that and be like, oh, who's this fucking plug chirping Chelios? Well, if you actually watch the full documentary and the name is called Road Hogs and it follows the Ice Hogs in the United Hockey League that year. Um, you'll see why Ralph is upset with Chelios, and it kind of it, it makes sense when you when you get down to fucking the brass tacks of it. Um, but really, he was kind of mad that he would take like was taking a roster spot from a guy in the UHL that is you know just trying to make a living for five hundred bucks a, a, a you know a week or whatever the fuck it was at the time. But you got Chelios coming down and taking a spot, and yeah, it makes revenue, but you just took that guy's spot, so that's why Ralph is upset. But people won't get that, and so they just see the eleven minute fucking mic'd up in the UHL clip, but don't know that that's from an actual documentary. But um, I mean, fantastic documentary. I haven't seen it for a little bit, but I know you can, if you just look up Roadhogs on YouTube, it's there. So uh, Darren, I'm sure you've seen it a couple times. Yeah, no, it's been a long time though. Um, I think I only actually watched it one time. I oh, know really? somebody sent me the DVD of it. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the Jason Ralph thing a million times. Mm-hmm. That's just hilarious. I, I'll watch that at least a couple times every because I laugh my ass off. But yeah, uh, um, I I don't even remember the last time I watched the whole documentary. I think I yeah, it's been a long time. But yeah, to go back to what you're talking about, there was a lot of guys. From an owner's standpoint, I understood during the lockout why they brought the NHL guys in, obviously. Um, but at the same time, uh, again, because I was there in real time, I remember this happening. Um, yeah, well, believe me, it wasn't just Jason Ralph that was hot. 
yeah. about these guys coming in and taking jobs from guys. And um, yeah, that was a sentiment shared by many. And uh, yeah, I, and I and I know Avery had a lot of heat too. And uh, <laughs> guys were going after him. And yeah, and there was some shit said back and forth. And yeah, there's stuff on the message boards back then. And uh, fans were really split. Actually, you know, they were loving seeing the NHL stars come down and play, but at the same time, like I. I, I want to say it was like Hatcher those like they kind of big leaked everybody. Yeah, and, I think they did. It was because it was like yeah, Chelios, Hatcher, Avery, and I mean I'm sure there was a few others, but those were the big ones in the in the documentary, anyways. Yeah, and I know like like I know Jackman and was like Jamal Maris and stuff. They played in Missouri. Apparently, yep. they were really good, and they actually made the road trips, and they were into it, and they played all the games with the boys and stuff. But I want to say Chelios and them just kind of played home games and would right. show up and. Here and there, and and again, at the same time, I don't blame them. You know, they got to look out for NHL crews. I get it. I I see everyone's side of the story. Right. I, I see it. You know, I get it. You know, and uh, but I can I can see why Ralph was mad about it, and because mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't alone. There were a lot of guys that were mad about it. You know, and uh, and that was a, that was a hard time in the minors for a lot of guys because there was a lot of guys that got bumped out. They had good spots, and like in the American League, they got bumped down to the East Coast, or they or they had to go overseas. But then there was the import thing, so then all of a sudden, these NHL guys are coming over and bumping your spot out, and you've been going there for two or three years. Well, here's the set. Well, who are they going to pick? You were the NHL guy. Well, yeah. Hey, thanks, man, but <laughs> we'll get back to you later. Right. You know, and it's like you know. So there was a lot of pissed off dudes, man, and there was guys that like lost them paydays because these and here are these millionaires taking their spots and it was like yeah there was a lot of hurt feelings about that shit back then and yeah and that roadhogs shows that well yeah it does and you know not only that folks it just show a great you know inside look at minor pro hockey like you get some really yeah. good insight from steve martinson i mean legendary coach uh I don't really have to sell folks on Steve Martinson, I don't think. But, you know, you get to pick his brain a bit, and you get to see inside. Like, like a lot of people are mic'd up. Like, you have Martinson mic'd up on the bench. You have Ralph mic'd up, a couple other guys. So you get to hear a lot what goes back and forth, and you hear Martinson yelling at the officials and everything. It's a, it's a really good documentary. Like I said, everybody will see kind of that 11-minute clip and kind of don't really realize that that came from an actual documentary. So I encourage folks to go check out the Roadhogs documentary. Again, I think that can be found on YouTube if you just literally search up Roadhogs Ice Hockey or Roadhogs documentary. I'm sure it should come up. Um, I, 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 might, I have to go back and watch that again. Yeah, I, it's, been, it's been a couple of years for me. I might have to go back and rewatch that this week too. I think it's been at least probably, man, probably four or five years since I watched it. Um, so I'll definitely have to go back and watch it myself. But last but not least, we have a show. And again, probably a common show for uh, some, uh, I guess, hockey. The hockey community in general seems to be pretty big on it. But just in case anybody doesn't know about some of the tough guys in it, of course, uh, the show is Shorzy on Hulu. And what's it up there? Is it Crave that's it, that it's on up there yeah. in Canada? Crave. Yeah. Um, so that's where it can be found. But Basically, if you watch the show Letter Kenny, it's a spinoff of the old Shorzy character. And me and Darren were talking even before we got going at how surprised we were. Because um, I like Letter Kenny, but Letter Kenny's very hit or miss for me. I'm definitely a Trailer Park Boys um, fan when it comes more to like the those kind of Canadian comedies, I guess. Where they'd be like, yeah, what do you want to call it? Like, toilet humor, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
but just the, those those shows where it's just like shut off your brain and just fucking laugh for a bit. I, I I love both those shows, but I was definitely more of a Trailer Park Boys fan. So Darren and I were both saying, you know, well, well fuck, I wonder how we're going to get this like. How much Shorzy can they actually carry between him being, you know, just a little bit in the locker room during the Letterkenny series? But goddamn, did they perform well? And they bring in some tough, some tough customers as a uh, studded cast here. They got, you know, guys like John Morasti, um, Terry Ryan, you know, fellow hockey podcast network guy. So shameless plug there for Terry Ryan. Uh, yep. Tales, of, Tales of TR, go check out the show. Um, they have other guys, a guy from the LNH. They brought in Alex Penner from this for this upcut or excuse me for the newer season that's out and then they also uh Morasti alluded to maybe there being a boss a uh cameo in the in this new season so who knows it's uh you never know where it's gonna go but they I, I like that they definitely gravitate towards toughness and uh, I know you've told me that uh Jared I believe it's Kesso is how you pronounce it is a big fight fan of Jared Kiso Jared Kiso, Kiso. Yep. yeah there you go my apologies yep. folks yeah but big fight fan and big LNH fan so uh and I know Darren yep. has enjoyed the show quite quite a bit as well yeah, like you said, right? I didn't have a lot of high hopes for it going in, and because um, the Shorzy character on Letterkenny is funny, but he's kind of a one-trick pony, right? So it was like you're going to make a TV show out of this. Like I didn't, I just didn't know how they were going to do it. So I was pleasantly surprised. And then when I heard Terry Ryan was in it, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I kind of talked to him about it, and it's like, you know, it was cool to see Terry get a payday, and it was like, all right, well, at least he's in it. And, and then also, oh, Morasti's in this too. Like, oh, you know. So I was happy for those guys. And then. You see the show, and it's like, yeah, it's like a, it's a twenty-minute, you know, hangout, and you know, I, I don't, I don't think it'll be rivaling Seinfeld or Cheers for sitcom <laughs> history, uh, you know. Uh, but uh, there is way worse shit on TV. Well, and uh, I think for anybody, oh, there's just some good lines in it. The hockey scenes are legit because they have legit guys playing, yep. and the legit extras. So the scenes, the hockey scenes are good. I know the fight scenes are good. They were told to make it look good, land your shots. And um, it's like, yeah, Alex Penner's in season two. He's, you know, so him, I will, yeah, I won't, I won't wreck it for anybody. But yeah, he actually has a speaking part too. But um, yeah, it's, because uh, I guess season two's already been out here. It's just coming out in the States now. But, yeah, it came out um, like yeah, last Terry week. Yeah, Ryan, Terry Ryan's got a bunch of more lines in this, this year's show and uh, this year's season. And uh, good looking women and playing hockey and uh, some funny lines. And uh, what more do you want? It's, um, yeah, they do a good job with it. And the characters are funny and uh, they develop some characters in this. And, you know, you want to see where it goes. And, uh, there's a storyline to it and everything. So, no, they did a great – Kiso did a great – yeah, Jared Kiso, the star of the show, Shorzy, um, was a legitimate junior A hockey player back in the day in Ontario. Um, there's actually some of his goal. If you go on YouTube, type in Jared Kiso, O-P-H-L, you'll see some highlights of his career. And um, and he's a big – well, he's a big hockey fan, but he was a big fight fan. He did go to a lot of LNAH games back in the day, so – um, he is a, a legit fight fan and a hockey fan and a hockey player. So, and I know his whole thing was is to make it look as authentic as possible. And he's and from talking to Terry Ryan and Morasti about it and stuff, I talked to them at, or talked to John at Ice Wars about it, and it's like, yeah, he was really he's really anal about making it look legit. Like, you know, when you watch a TV show and they do a hockey scene, it's like, uh, you know. 
guys toe dragging eight people and top shelf and you know it's yeah. kind of like oh my god it's like, like no, all the I extras mean, in the background look like my bender ass and beer league just yeah just the absolute worst people to get for a hockey show <laughs> yeah you're pretty sure you see the goalie wearing shoes you know right. kind of like what's going on here <laughs> but no i know they really made it try to make it look authentic and legit like the real thing and and, uh, and they do a good job and uh and it's funny they got great lines and uh I know they have signed a deal for uh, a third season that's coming out. So, um, yeah, hopefully it continues. I'd like to see a bunch of more seasons from Shorzy. I like much like yourself. I was very pleasantly surprised yes. with Shorzy, and I, I've uh, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't absolutely. think I was going to. I well, I kind of thought I'd get some laughs out of it, but then it'd be like, oh, okay, you know. But uh, no, it's been it's been solid. I've enjoyed it both seasons. Yeah, I gotta get. I'm I'm late to the party for whatever reason. I thought, but like I said before, we got going. I thought season two was out uh, sometime in like mid November, but I was wrong. I think it's been out for like a week and a half now. So I gotta I gotta get to it. I gotta watch Shorzy season two. Uh, probably end up doing that this week. But uh, yeah, that's, no, it's, that's so weird with like all the technology. Yeah, and everything else. It's like why don't you just release it all? I don't know. Who knows how these things work? But it's just kind of like you. I'm just surprised to just release it. I don't know. Well, it's probably because you, you Canadians are just so nice compared to us. So, I mean, fuck, they'll give it to you first. Let the nice folk have it, and they'll get yelled at by all the fucking Americans later. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. true. Fuckers. Um, but, no, so, I mean, there you have it, folks. I think that – and, I mean, we talked about it before we got going. I think that's really – that's – I mean, unless you really start getting into some killer B-sides or something like that, uh, that's pretty much it for Enforcer Documentaries. I think we pretty much covered it all, eh? Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, somebody might throw out something that was whatever. But um, as far as I can, I can remember. Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. I will say because as... actually, and I thought about it when you brought up the LNH like documentary. They did actually make a second one, which was pretty well done. It was by Vice Sports. Um, I know you know some people have their views about Vice or whatever here and there, but it was actually it was like. If you just look up like the tough, like Vice Sports toughest hockey league or something like that, toughest hockey league in the world, and this was circa I believe 2015, and it's following the the, the Laval Predators um, at the time, and it, they still had some tough cats rolling around the league, but again, it was one of those ones where it was very well done. It just happened to be probably about 10 years too late for the LNH because if they, if you could have got cameras back in the day when it was you know Morassi versus Bosse shit like that. Um, you know, and follow a documentary for those guys. I think it would have been a bit more in depth, but you still definitely it doesn't shy away from toughness. It'll show you the tough side of the LNH up there. That's um, what Lassard, right? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one okay. where Lassard. Yeah, yeah. yeah Lassard's. Yeah, Lassard's yeah. talking about how he got shot and wants to recover yeah. and break the fight record. Yeah, yeah, only in the fucking LNH and list today, folks. <laughs> yeah, shot shot eight times, but he's rehabbing because he's got to get to his five hundred fight. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. He wants to get yeah, his five hundred fight. Uh, Danik Lassard was in the Chiefs back then too when that Chiefs movie came out. He was on the Chiefs that year. Yes, he was. Um, that shows you how long yeah. he's been around. Holy fuck. Yeah, Lassard is a bad dude, man. Yeah, yeah, no, that that actually that vice show that that one was good too. Yeah, for mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's like a quick little fifteen minute deal. I just watched that the other night. Actually, it's like ten or fifteen minutes or something. But yeah, it's it's good. 
Yeah, it's Definitely just like a little, yeah, a little mini yep. doc. I figured I was, I just popped it in my brain. I was like, fuck, I forgot about that one. But um, yeah, folks, I think other than that, that is where you, those are the go-tos for some enforcer or enforcer, uh, enforcer slash hockey fight cinema there for, uh, for a, your viewing pleasure. So there, there's our recommendations. If you don't like it, um, I don't know what to tell you. And you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Exactly. But anyways, go. Darren, I appreciate you for coming on the show. Uh, always a pleasure. It, it, for once, I actually had you on instead of me going on your show. So, you know, maybe maybe the folks will actually enjoy an episode or two from the Five for Fighting show for once. Well, I'm just glad you're getting out some content. You know, your, you know, your, uh, your quarterly a year, you yeah. know, about four or five episodes a year. So, you know, you're really, really making them count here. Bringing in the high-end guests for that uh once a month show, but, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nothing no, but the uh, finest quality. Well, you know, like I said, opinions vary. <laughs> Debatable. So, yeah. But no, it's always <laughs> fun. I always like coming on these shows. And, and like I said, I think, uh, well, whatever we'll talk about. Like I said, we we're, I was talking about my idea of a podcast, uh, earlier. I think, I think we might actually have to look into that. Yes. That is definitely something we will have to look into. And, um, stay tuned for that folks nothing set in stone but you know hey we're we're toying around with something in the background here exactly yeah um, you, that's you a, think the bar was set low with these yeah you just, just wait just you wait yeah exactly you thought you were reaching up to touch bottom fuck you haven't even scratched the surface <laughs> oh no you have to submerge past it yep oh fuck well darren thank you so much for coming on the show man it's always a pleasure oh absolutely man it was uh always fun yeah Go you off. have a good one you got- Yeah.